You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Hope you had a great weekend, everybody. Gang's all here, ready to go on this Monday. A lot of topics to dive into, NFL-wise, college-wise, baseball-wise. Bills-Titans coming up tonight. Astros at the Red Sox, Game 3. Dodgers in trouble after losing the first two. And now they head back home. 877-3DP-SHOW, email address, dp at danpatrick.com, Twitter handle at dpshow, as we do every Monday, best and worst of the weekend, what you saw that you liked, you didn't like. We say hello to our nearly 400 radio stations around America, including Lincoln, Nebraska, that's uh, 93.7, Independence, Kansas, that's uh, 1010 K-I-N-D-A-M, and Decatur, Illinois, I can't walk the streets of Decatur uh. without being mobbed, 10.50 a.m. WDZ. All right, poll question, play of the day, stat of the day, all of that forthcoming. You would expect yesterday's game between the Cowboys and Patriots to have a big number ratings-wise, and that's normally because Dallas is really popular. New England is really good. Yesterday, Dallas, the legitimate contender, and New England is more about the franchise's reputation. And it turned out to be a great game. Dallas pulled it out in overtime. Dak Prescott to C.D. Lamb. Prescott looks every bit like an MVP candidate. Trayvon Diggs, the Cowboys cornerback, making a run at Defensive Player of the Year. Patriots have to feel a little bit stung, though. They should have won the game against the Dolphins. That was a few weeks back. And that game yesterday, they had their chances. And if you're a Patriot fan, I think you're excited about your rookie quarterback, Mac Jones. Like, you have a chance to win. We'll talk a little bit more about Mac Jones in a moment. But it's an odd role reversal, but I'm sure CBS is going to take it. It's great to have the Cowboys. It's great to have the Cowboys when they're playing great. They deliver on the hype. And people have to realize, if you're of a certain age, you're probably saying, what's the big deal about the Cowboys? Cowboys haven't been to a Super Bowl in 25 years. Now, there's a long way to go. But the Cowboys are right there amongst the best teams in the NFC right now. But there's a lot of company in the NFC right now. I know that the, the Cardinals don't have the history there. You know, they've been to a Super Bowl, lost in dramatic fashion to the Steelers. But we're not quite sure about the Cardinals, even though they're undefeated, the lone undefeated team. But there's good teams in the NFC right now. McLevin, what's the poll question you have today? Okay, we've been working on this thing that we're calling dude or dude. Mm. Now, Paulie can explain the distinction, I believe. Yeah, Stephen's going to have to help me out the intonation. like, dude! Like when someone does something great, you pick up a new car and you see your friend, mm. or you do something great, or when someone does something questionable, like starts talking to your girlfriend. Dude. Okay. So it's a negative. Dude or dude. Right, like so Aaron Rodgers, I own you to the Bears. Is that a dude, that was awesome, or dude, what are you doing? CeeDee Lamb, pointing the football <laughs> or actually looking at the guy as he ran over the end zone in overtime. Was that, dude, oh, that was awesome, or dude, what are you doing? And Dan Campbell calling out his quarterback after the game. Is that good or bad? Here is Dan Campbell calling out Jared Goff. I feel like he needs to step up more than he has. And I think he, I think he needs to help us, you know, just like everybody else. And uh, I think he, he's, got to, he's going to need to put a little bit of weight on his shoulders here, and it's time to step up and make some throws and do some things. And, uh, but he needs help. He needs help. He paused for about 20 seconds before he answered it. And, yes, he needs help. You know, you, you start with he needs help just to do that, open up the big umbrella. 
this is on everybody there in the organization. And then you get to Jared Goff. Because last I looked, Jared Goff at least went to a Super Bowl. Dan Campbell maybe has gone to a Super Bowl as a fan. He's watched him. But, you know, yes, it's on Jared Goff. It's always on the quarterback there. But that's one of those, after the game, you're fired up, you lost again, Bengals roughed you up, you haven't won, and all of a sudden, you know, you got to answer the questions and you go into those press conferences and you almost need even more than 15 minutes of a cooling off period. But Dan Campbell, he shoots from the hip, and we've seen this before, and uh, he might walk this back a little bit just to say, hey, you know what? It's on the it's on the quarterback, but it's on me. It's more on me. It's more on this entire team that we're losing these games. I mean, this is in heartbreaking fashion. You got outplayed by the Bengals, and the Bengals, hey, they're playing well. They're fun. They're four and two. If you're a Bengals fan, you'll take that absolutely. Back to the Cowboys. Dak Prescott. He talked after the overtime win. Five straight now. Obviously started started this thing with the road win and then going three at home, but be able to come here for us to just stay resilient through it all. Uh, I think it speaks on what Coach McCarthy talks about, just our culture uh, and building the right culture, building, building a winning culture and knowing that this it takes winning these games. And um, when everything's against you, we found a way to, to keep swinging and um, to come out with the come out the win. I think that's important for us. Take this confidence, go into the bye week, get better, work on ourselves uh, and come out of this thing with this momentum and continue rolling. This program brought to you by Panini, PaniniAmerica.net. Hottest rookies, biggest superstars, the old-time greats. Only one place to collect them all. Panini trading cards, for instance, classics, autograph cards, memorabilia cards, rare inserts. Hottest rookie cards. Start or continue your collection now. PaniniAmerica.net. What other poll questions do you have, McLevin? Okay, uh, which team surprised you the most with their convincing win yesterday? The Raiders uh, sort of blowing out the Broncos, the Ravens killing the Chargers, the Cardinals beating up on the Browns, or the Bengals blowing out the Lions? Well, given the injuries with the Browns, with their running backs, offensive line, I wasn't surprised the Cardinals won. I was, I was surprised that they won in, in that kind of fashion. They, they dominated the Cleveland Browns. Um, you know, the Chargers surprised me because that was a less than inspiring performance there. It was it was a great week in the media with the Chargers this past week. And then all of a sudden, you go into Baltimore, and Lamar Jackson didn't play great, but the Chargers didn't play well at all. That one surprised me. You score six points? That one surprised me. As far as the Raiders beating the Broncos, like, oh, okay, they stepped up. They lost John Gruden, and okay. Like, you're playing the Broncos. Okay, you beat them. You should beat them. And, uh, you know, you're, you're grown men. Like, you're, you're, you're not playing for your coach. In the NFL, you play for your paycheck, maybe for your teammates. So, hey, we stepped up for our coach. Like, did LSU step up because Ed Ogeron is uh, going to be fired at the end of the year? I mean, they did beat Florida, but let's see what they do the rest of the year. Yeah, Paul. Dan, he is stepping down by oh, choice. Oh, yes, he's stepping uh, down. Please use the terminology. Uh, let me take you back to what I told you on this program. This was October 6th when I said the following. Source told me that Ed Orgeron is going to be fired at the end of the year. He said, and I quoted, there's a ton of issues at LSU off the field, and now they aren't playing well. The offensive coaches he hired aren't getting it done. Also, not in the mix for Arch Manning. 
Those are factors here with Ed O. But, you know, this is one of those situations where Ed O had a great offensive coordinator and Joe Brady, and uh, he had one of the more talented football teams in recent memory, probably in the last 20 years. They won a national championship. That seems like a long, long, long time ago. But now you're hearing speculation on Ed O going to USC. He was a great recruiter there, and I'm told that that's not going to happen. But it's still James Franklin is the top candidate at USC. But I told you 12 days ago that Coach O was going to be fired and or stepping down. But they were moving on from him. And uh, it became official over the weekend. Yeah, Paul. And it's clearly you're re- where you reported that it was already in motion, is already going to happen, that a, a win over Florida on yeah. national TV couldn't help. Yeah. Do you think a guy like Ed Ogeron says to himself, well, I'll, I'll, I won't fight this. I'll step down and get my settlement package, and I'll just dine out on that national championship down here because he will be an LSU legend. It didn't end well, but he'll be an LSU legend. I don't think he had any choice. There's a lot of stuff going on off the field down there. A lot of stuff. A lot of personal stuff. And uh, this was one of those where all of a sudden, you know, everybody's celebrating and you're winning and everything's great. And then all of a sudden you start to, you're not as buttoned up as you should be. Let's put it that way. But uh, Coach O uh, was going to get fired. They're going to call it stepping down, whatever it is, semantics. But my source said this to me October 6th. Yeah, McLevin. When we look back at that LSU team, with the NFL success of Burrow, Jamar Chase, and Justin Jefferson, I mean, I think it's going to be one of the great teams of all time. And, you know, Derek Stingley, who's one of the great defensive backs, broken foot, surgery, and I'm told that he's going to be done at LSU. You know, the question is, for scouts trying to assess his talents, like where do you pick him? First-round talent, uh, you know, how he heals from the uh, foot surgery, but... Like I thought he was going to be a, a legitimate Heisman Trophy contender because he's a great cornerback, and I thought maybe they would use him as a wide receiver as well, try to bolster a Heisman campaign. Never materialized, obviously, but you know that's another player that probably won't be back in Baton Rouge. But Ed Orgeron being fired or relieved of his duties or stepping down, I mean, they're paying him off. It's about $17 million. So I wouldn't go kicking and screaming. I'd go, uh, all right, thank you. Sounds good. Let me coach the rest of the year. Walk out with my head held high. But uh, as far as, boy, it makes sense for uh, Ed Orgeron to go to USC, back to USC. Well, he was a great recruiter. Jury's still out if he's a great coach. I think that would factor in as well. All right. Uh, What else do we have? Poll question. I have an impossible question for you. Who will be the all-pro quarterback in the NFC? Tom Brady, Matthew Stafford, Dak Prescott, Kyler Murray, and I'm going to put in Aaron Rodgers, who's quietly picked it up again. How do you pick amongst those guys? But there's only one? All pro, I think there's one quarterback. I'll double check that. Pro Bowl, there's multiple ones. But all pro, I think there's only one. And I have to decide today. That's what you're asking. Yeah, I guess, yeah. Take a, take a stab. All right, Brady's got the most yards. Brady has, I still think, the most touchdowns. I think he's got 2,000 passing yards, 17 touchdowns, three interceptions. Matthew Stafford looked great yesterday in that scrimmage against the uh, New York Giants. Um, wow, that's cold, man. You're completely right, but that's cold. It was that was brutal. Non-competitive. That was brutal. Like that. That is that shouldn't you shouldn't get paid. The the, the Giants should not get paid it, after it, that. Stafford and Cup look like they're running drills with no one helping. Yeah, it's like uh, hey, you see those guys in the blue jerseys? Don't worry about them. We're just going to work out on some passing uh, pass patterns here. 
it just it felt like Cooper Cup and Matthew Stafford were just sort of having a, a, a workout there. Um, and plus, you know, Daniel Jones, he's not a starting quarterback. Got talent. He's going to have to hit the Mitchell Trubisky, uh, Ryan Tannehill reset button. Uh, you can't pay Saquon Barkley. I mean, I, I don't know if Joe Judge can coach. It goes back to what I always talk about with, hey, this guy was a great coordinator. Yes, certain pitching coaches are great pitching coaches. That doesn't mean they need to be a manager. But we love to promote, love to elevate. And, you know, you're looking at certain jobs that you do really well. Can you run a team? Can you go to a press conference? Can you handle coaches? Can you handle authority? Like, there's so many things that go into this. When you're the defensive coordinator or Joe Judge, a special teams coach, yeah, really good at that. But that doesn't mean everybody deserves to be a head coach. And we elevate. How many times have we do, done this? Adam Gase, man, that guy is a, an offensive genius. Matt Nagy, he's an offensive genius. Maybe they're just not head coaches. And I think you got to factor these things in when somebody gets, you know, Urban Meyer. I was told Ryan Day would be a better head coach and better for Trevor Lawrence. Said it, I said it on the show. This is what NFL scout told me. Urban is not going to develop Trevor Lawrence. Ryan Day, Ohio State's head coach, would be better at doing that. It's just there's certain things that you do well and certain things that you don't. Hey, babe, by the way, how about them Jags? Your Jags? Yes. Did Urban fly back with the team <laughs> from London? Did you check on that, McLovin? They crush it in London. Yeah. <laughs> I know. What if he stayed in London for some reason? Yeah, I don't I know. know what no, reason No, 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 he, he can't. It didn't matter. It, it wouldn't matter. For life, he can never stay. He can't. No, he cannot. Uh, when we come back, phone calls, best and worst of the weekend, what you saw that you liked, you didn't like. Carson Palmer, a little bit later on in the show, the former NFL quarterback. Uh, Mina Kimes of uh, the Mothership. And Tim Cowlishaw, ESPN and Dallas Morning News, will join us coming up next. Settle on a poll question, play of the day, stat of the day, all of that forthcoming. Glad to have you on board. Back after this in the Dan Patrick Show. LifeLock. LifeLock is here to help you. Man, when you think about security issues, October is Cybersecurity Awareness Month. This week's focus is fishing. Not that kind of fishing. Cyber criminals often go fishing for private information. And it's important to understand when there's a phishing attempt going on and report them. Three main steps. Watch for odd messages via chat, email, or text asking you to take action. Don't click on any links in those messages. Don't open or download attachments. It's important to understand how cybercrime and identity theft affect our lives. And speaking to somebody who lost their identity and trying to get it back, it was it took over a year. Nightmare. That's why it's great that there's LifeLock, helping you detect a wide range of identity threats like your social security number for sale on the dark web. If they detect your information has been compromised, they send you an alert. No one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses. Keep what's yours with LifeLock Identity Theft Protection. Join now. Save up to 25% off your first year. The promo code is Patrick. 1-800-LIFELOCK. Go to LifeLock.com. Promo code Patrick for 25% off. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app. 
at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Make sure you go to the uh, DP Show store, danpatrick.com. Got a new T-shirt there inspired by Aaron Rodgers. Great. Yesterday's performance against the Chicago Bears. Paulie, I think you should wear that shirt being a Bears apologist after what Aaron Rodgers did to your team. Factually, him, Aaron Rodgers saying, I still own you to the Bears fan. That, that is true. Yes, it is. I can't argue with factually. Yes, it is. Uh, Trayvon Diggs had a pick six in the fourth quarter. He joins Brian Russell as the only players in the Super Bowl era with interceptions in each of their team's first six games. Cowboys have a bye week. Tim Kalashaw never does. Dallas Morning News columnist and star of Around the Horn. And he joins us on the program. Wow. We got good things to talk about, don't we? Oh, my. This is unusual. This is unusual for us. Last time morale was this high in Dallas was? Oh. Uh, well, 2016, the 11-game winning streak. Dak and Zeke as rookies. The sky was the limit. Uh, they had found their future. And here we are five years later, waiting for this team to capitalize on Dak and Zeke being here. And they kind of got sideways for a few years and, and didn't really take advantage of it. But the excitement around that team this year, while Dak and Zeke are obviously still here, that Diggs that you already mentioned, um, you know, CeeDee Lamb, the younger players are what make people think, even Randy Gregory to an extent, make people think, wow, there are some different stars here and maybe this will be different what are your concerns <laughs> well it starts with the head coach yes it's it kind of unfair you know and, and i've been maybe overly harsh on him here and i some of the things people got on him for yesterday didn't really bother me i it made sense to kick the field goal that he missed zerline missed uh you know he went for it early fourth and one at their own what 35 that's unconventional, but we've been screaming for coaches to pay attention to these analytics and say, if you've got a good offense and they have a great one, you can make a yard. You shouldn't punt the ball away. And they didn't make the yard, and so, so it didn't look good. And it, that, that kind of energized the Patriots. What, they score in three plays after that? Uh, Josh McDaniels called his best three plays he had, and they're running tricks, and next thing they're in the end zone. And, you know, that kind of kept them afloat for the day. But McCarthy is a concern, I think. And, uh, you know, the defense is still, although they're making the interceptions and some of the plays, and yesterday they're not playing against a great offense. They still give up stuff. I mean, look at the, look at the play they gave up to almost lose the game. So you gotta, you got to still be a little leery of that. Yeah, I'm with you with uh, McCarthy. I didn't think they should have gone for it on the fourth down in their own territory. I would have gone for the fourth down when they needed a yard late in the game. He calls a timeout that helped the Patriots. Yeah, his misunderstanding of the clock continues to baffle all of us. You call a timeout if you're going to go for it. Yeah, He called a timeout and kicked the field goal. Yeah. So then you're giving the team time. Now the Patriots didn't happen to do anything with it, but the, the clock management has been an ongoing thing. The, the thing about the fourth and one early that you can say, look, you don't need to take that risk. You're a much better team than New England. Don't yeah. give them the ball at your own 34. Yep. And I just think they're a little cocky and they think well, we're going to drive down here and score a touchdown. And, and, it, and it bit them. Yeah. Um, in that offensive line, they, there were holes that were unbelievable. That's why I thought, you can get a yard. 
against this New England defense that and and keep the clock going. It, it just surprised yeah. me. Yeah, yeah. Um, they had run Zeke on third and one, and look, it looks like Zeke's going to get it. And somebody comes in and blasts him, and he's got the ball in his back arm. Um, they, they made little, you know, they outgained the Patriots by more than two hundred thirty yards. That was a weird game to watch. To say, how do they not have this game put away? And then obviously they almost lost it. Uh, they and the penalties too. Penalties. Uh... Yeah, it, it, it was a sloppy game. They got a bye week coming up. I'm sure the players are thinking about that. Let's get an easy win over the Patriots and go have a few days off. And so they didn't play their best, but they did. They did. CD Lamb was there when they needed him, and uh, and so they're five and one. You start to look at that division and look at it, not long-term, but at least in the next three years. You know, the Giants are going to be in a rebuild. They're going to need a new quarterback, uh, maybe a new head coach on GM. Saquon Barkley won't be there. Uh, The Eagles are going to be in a rebuild. We're not sure about the Washington football team on and off the field. I mean, this is a great position, a great window for the next three years, you would think, for the Cowboys. I was thinking about that this morning. Uh they could be going against three different quarterbacks next year, as early as next year. The Eagles right now don't they have they have like three picks in the top ten. Yeah. And so if they're if they're if they're not in full belief that Hurts is the answer, they're going to use one of those on a quarterback. You would think. Danny Dimes, I don't know. He looks okay. I don't know if I don't know if I'm ready to pull the plug on him. But that's a mess of a team in New York and Washington. You're right. They don't have their quarterback. They know that. They knew that when they brought in, uh, you know, Fitzmagic. So it's it's they're going to win the division. The Cowboys are going to win the division by five games or six. And because they got four more games against those teams, yeah. you know, they got a shot at. You know, it used to be you play for the top two seeds. Now now there's only one that gets the bye, and you're playing with Arizona, a team Dallas plays at home, January second, and you're competing with the Rams. You compete with the Bucs, a team the Cowboys lost to. That could still hurt them, but they're, they're in that competition. When did you realize, or when did the Cowboys realize they had something special in Trayvon Diggs? I think they knew last year. I don't think they envisioned anything like this. I think he was just really sound, really solid right away. Like, I can start in this league. I can play. What do you need me to do? I'll be your best quarterback. quarterback. And... Uh, and, man, he just started making plays this year. And I thought it was funny that he got beat for the touchdown. You know, we've written all these things and said these things about Everson Walls and his first two years. He had 11 interceptions. That's the most in the last 40 years. And then he had seven in a strike season. There were only, um, whatever there were, 12 games, um, maybe nine games. The very, that was a short strike season, 1982. Um and but Everson got beat a lot. Everson took a lot of chances. Diggs hasn't been beaten that often, but I thought, okay, this guy really is Everson Waltz. He just ran one back for a touchdown. He just gave up a touchdown. <laughs> this 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 does remind me of forty years ago. Yeah, I remember Everson Walls would gamble, and then he would make a gamble big play. A yeah. yeah, and and they don't throw in your direction if you're Darrell Revis. If they right. think you're going to gamble and they can take advantage of that, they'll continue to throw in your direction. There's a reason Walls is the only player who's led the interceptions three times because they kept throwing <laughs> at it. <laughs> oh, morale is high. Look at you. Yes. Yeah. Mavs, Mavs Hawks Thursday. Yeah. 
Luca and Trey, here we go. Yeah. MVP favorites? No. Oh, okay. Well, that's what people said. That's what I was told. I was misinformed. How about you? Texas Longhorn? Oh, no. Oh, my alma mater? Oh. <laughs> Rangers, free agent? No, uh, no. no, I don't no. think so. By the way, I know yes. you do, you're doing a Zoom call, and those listening on radio don't realize that whatever the picture is behind you gives you devil's horns. And you oh. should probably change that picture. Okay, should I, should I go over yeah, this? <laughs> you you look like you have you're the devil, and and I know better. Like the old you was the devil. Before I came on, the gentleman kept going, slide a little more, slide a little more, right there. Right there. So the big German, right my director, did this. He set you up. <laughs> yes. Yeah, you have well, horns. It's on. appropriate. That's the way. Half your audience sees the cow- cowboys in that light. Half <laughs> the fans love them. Half of them think this is. Palacious that the Cowboys are good again and, and they're going to be obnoxious again. How's Jerry Jones been? Is Jerry even more confident, he, cocky? He, he he's been almost a little low key for him. Mm. Well, definitely low key for him. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think, but I think that means he thinks that they're pretty good, and he's not really. He's kind of just got his fingers crossed that they, things have looked like they'd be good in the recent past. And injuries or something have derailed this team. Uh, the catch in Green Bay, whatever. There, there's something that has gotten in his way. And, and I think he's starting to feel like, hey, maybe that 25-year NFC championship game drought, maybe they could maybe they could end that this year. Have you been in his suite before? I have not. I have uh, used to go to his office many times at Valley Ranch, but I have not been in that suite. I, I don't believe I have a standing invitation <laughs> to go in there. What if you went in to clean his glasses? Yes, if I, if I would offer to do that. I asked him about going for a ride on the boat one time. I called it the boat. I think he was offended I called it the boat, <laughs> given that it looks like, uh, you know, Logan Roy in succession, you know, <laughs> something like that. 200, 250 feet long, I think. Um, and he said something about if I want to work on the boat, I might get oh, the opportunity. Yeah. Swap well, the deck. Yeah. Great to talk to you again, Tim. Are you on Around the Horn tonight? I'm on today and tomorrow. That There's got to be win number 502 has to be around the corner. 500 gets you into the Hall of Fame, doesn't it? 500 does. And I think I've been in kind of a malaise since then. I haven't really put it together. I lost last week to Mina Kimes in a showdown. I lost to Sarah Spain. I just, I'm not, I'm not closing. I'm not finishing. I'm the Dodgers all of a sudden. I'm doing the wrong things at the end of the game all of a sudden. Is anybody going to catch Woody Page on around the horn? Well, he's got over 600. I would have to stay on for seven more years. That's not in my plan, and I'm sure that's not in their plan. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Woody is sort of Jerry Rice. You're Larry Fitzgerald. I'll take that. I'll be, I, I, I'm friends with Larry. I'll, I'll take that. I'll, I'll be the guy who grinds away. The guy who hands the ball to the ref. And as he, after he scores a touchdown, just doing my job. Of course you are. Thank you, Tim. Always great to catch up with you. <laughs> of course you are. <laughs> <laughs> Change the background there. Change your horns. It's not even hook em horns. It isn't. <laughs> Thank you, Tim. That's Tim Callishaw. All right. Dallas Morning News. And, of course, Around the Horn contributor.
Yeah, Paul. That was weird because we usually have Tim Kalashaw when the Cowboys do something wrong or yeah. make a big mistake. Yeah. So it's a very odd interview when things are going pretty damn well. Yeah. I didn't know what to talk to him about. You're like, uh, things are going pretty well here. But he did have the horns behind him. I don't know if the big Germans set him up by going, uh, no, no, shift shift your rank. Yeah, right there. Don't move. Yes, Eden. Is there any more of a sure thing, though, in sports right now than the Cowboys getting blown out by the Vikings in their next game? <laughs> Doesn't that just feel like everybody's super high on the Cowboys right now? They're going to, oh, the Vikings have a knack at doing that. They didn't play well yesterday. You know, had a lot of penalties. They did rack up a lot of yards, but, you know, they... A, a great team or a very good team, you can't make those mistakes. And um, I'm waiting for New England to decide if Mac Jones is truly a franchise quarterback. And I know it's early, but you could sense frustration that he he was completing his passes, but they don't really turn him loose there. They don't say, hey, go win a game for us. Now, you might say, yeah, he threw the pick six. He came right back and took advantage of Trayvon Diggs. To me, that was huge. I want to see what happens when you something bad happens, and then how do you respond? But you just, I don't get the feeling Bill Belichick is saying to Mac Jones, go out there and, and try to win a game. Yeah, McLevin. I heard Bill Belichick is trying to win like he did in 2001 with a young Tom Brady, like conservative. Yeah. I don't, does that work in this day and age? Uh, it hasn't. I mean, they, they're competitive. I thought they were going to be a playoff team, but they're not close to that, obviously. I mean, it could be worse. You could be the Dolphins right now. Like, you lose again? You beat the Patriots, now you've lost five in a row? Yeah, McLeod. Do you know they don't have a draft pick? They traded it to the Eagles to move from 12 to 6 oh, yeah. with Jalen Waddle. Yeah, yeah. That's not good. No, it's not. And it, and it felt like the Dolphins had a bright future. But, and Waddle might turn out to be a really good wide receiver. But you, it was one of those moves where you go, okay. Sometimes teams will try to disrupt the draft. And I don't know if the Dolphins purposely tried to disrupt the draft when they made that trade to go up there, but uh, they've disrupted their team. Yes, uh, McLevin. Wasn't there speculation they really wanted Jamar Chase at that spot? Like, that's, I don't know, one knew for sure, but I think they traded up for Chase and he went five. Yeah. Well, we didn't know what the Bengals were going to do. We thought that maybe they were going to take Penny Sewell out of Oregon. But I'll go back to what my source said. You know, when Devontae Smith won the Heisman, and my source, uh, NFL scout, said, Jamar Chase is the best wide receiver. He took last year's uh, you know, season off, and we forgot all about him. And you know, my source said, Jamar Chase is still the best receiver. And it's, it's not even close. And Jamar Chase... Once again, had a, another good game yesterday. I think he had uh, 97 yards receiving. So he has 553 yards through the first six games of his rookie season. In the Super Bowl era, only one other wide receiver has had more, and that was Anquan Bolden back in 2003. So Jamar Chase is the best receiver out of that class. And right now it's not even close. Yeah, Paul. The Eagles were sitting there at the 10 spot in the 2021 draft and Justin Fields went one pick later. If you gave them a do-over knowing what they know now. I have no idea. Yeah, McLovin. I don't think that's fair because if the Panthers and the Lions also pass on them, you're going to love the Eagles on. I think the For Lions sure. are the more egregious one. Well, the Lions, I was told they were going to take Tua. But that coaching staff knew, 
hey, we got to keep our job. And, you know, they were they were concerned that if they took Tua, he was a backup to Stafford, then, you know, they might lose. The, well, it turns out they lost their job. But <laughs> they yeah. always do. Yeah. Sometimes, you know, that coach in his last year, he thinks he's you know teetering on the brink. It's like, let's take a rookie quarterback. I mean, the Bears did that with Matt Nagy and maybe he keeps his job. Yeah, McLevin. And by the way, the Broncos also pass on Justin Fields. Yes, they I, I've seen these tweets. There are about 15 teams that need a quarterback next year. Where are they all going to get them? And I don't think this is good quarterbacking class. Now, somebody has to be drafted. It just, somebody's going to be drafted and probably shouldn't be drafted as high as they'll be drafted. Remember, Spencer Rattler. Oh, my gosh. You know, have him with the Texans. Like, nope. And Arch Manning can't go right to the NFL. Cannot. No, no. He still has to graduate from high school. Yeah, he would have to skip his senior high school, not just college. Didn't Arch Manning go to the Ole Miss-Tennessee game this weekend? Was that, uh, or did he go? No, no, no. Wait, wait. he was he was at a Texas game? Texas-Oklahoma State? Okay. I Yeah, because I told you, you know, from what I've learned, there Alabama, Clemson, and Texas are the three top teams right now for Arch Manning. But... You know. He was at Texas, Oklahoma State. Okay. Yeah. Is, he, is he more Eli or Peyton? What do you th- what's your scout report? He might be more Archie. Might be more like his grandfather. You forget, you know, when you see Peyton, and Peyton couldn't run, and Eli wasn't exactly elusive, Archie was a great athlete. Their dad. Archie was a great athlete. He would have been a dual threat in uh, today's NFL. All right, we'll take a break. We got our play of the day, your phone calls, best and worst of the weekend. Back after this in the Dan Patrick Show. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Hey, I'm Doug Gottlieb. The podcast is called All Ball. We usually talk all basketball all the time, but it's more about the stories about what made these people love their sport and all the interesting interactions along the way. We talk to coaches. We talk to players. We tell you stories. You download it. You listen to it. I think you'll like it. Listen to All Ball with Doug Gottlieb on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh my God! The play, the play is play. of the day. Left side, got it! Play it and play it. This is the play of the day. Check this out. Oh, one pitch, slide down to left field, and this is down for a base hit. Here comes Ozzy, and the Braves take Game One. What an amazing opening act in Game One of the 2021 National League Championship Series, and the Braves win it three to two. Line drive, that is through, it gets through, here comes Dansby, lightning strikes twice, and the Braves walk it off, this is unbelievable, and the Braves win it, and they go up 2-0 in the series. That's courtesy of WCNN 680, the Fan Braves Radio Network. Last team with multiple walk-off wins in a National League Championship Series, the 86 Mets, who beat the Astros with walk-offs in Games 3 and 5. That is your play of the day. Play of the day brought to you by the great folks at M Drive, mdrivedan.com. Compete against the younger guys with M Drive, the supplement for driven men that supports healthy testosterone levels, boost energy. Visit mdrivedan.com. Free shipping, 60 day guarantee. Don't let age beat you. Get M Drive. Dodgers head home. 
and losing in dramatic fashion and trying to regroup when they get back home here. You got uh, the Astros and the Red Sox. They play game three coming up tonight. The Red Sox hit a pair of grand slams in game two. The first team in playoff history with multiple grand slams in a game. Yes, Paul. The Dodgers tomorrow, they got Braves Dodgers 508 Eastern, 208 first pitch L.A. time. Charlie Morton Walker Bueller on the mound. Ooh. I've been singing the praises of Charlie Morton, the 37-year-old, who has quite a bit of playoff experience, and uh, Walker Bueller at home. Yeah, McLovin. Traffic coming out at 5 o'clock after that game is going to be pretty tough. Mm. 405, 10, maybe take La Cienega. Thanks, McLovin. Jerk. <laughs> uh, did we settle on a poll question? Yeah, I put up who's going to be the NFC starting Pro Bowl quarterback right now. Uh Kyler Murray, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, Dak Prescott, or Stafford. Kyler Murray running away with it over Brady. Yeah, he's got 14 touchdowns, four interceptions. Uh, they're undefeated, and that's the reason why he's probably running away with it. Uh, you buying into that 6-0? and Sure. Yeah. Um, you know. So it's a good story. It's just it won't get any attention. When you think about it, and you have to understand how radio and TV shows are programmed. Cardinals aren't going to get any clicks. Plain and simple. Cowboys obviously will. Packers will. The Browns not doing well. They're going to get clicks. The Rams will get a little bit. The Steelers are going to get clicks. I mean, this is how it works. Unfortunately, there's a hierarchy when it comes to what stories you cover. If the Cowboys had lost yesterday, the Cowboys might still be the lead. But the Cowboys won. Now you can trumpet the Cowboys that they are a legitimate NFC team for the uh, Super Bowl. Uh, Kyler Murray and the Cardinals, it's, it's one of those, okay, let's, let's just wait and see. And, it, and, and look, it doesn't sound like it's fair to them, but that's just the way it's going to be. We're more apt to say we know what's going to happen with some of these other teams than we will the Cardinals. And we won't be fair to the Cardinals. Plain and simple. It's the way it works. But Kyler Murray has uh, been great. Didn't even have Cliff Kingsbury, their head coach, yesterday. Didn't need him. Yeah, McLovin. You know who gets a lot of camera time for that team? Our guy, J.J. Watt. Oh, yeah. Didn't notice. Didn't really notice. Yeah. It's a lot less than it used to be. Yeah. He, he's itching his way back in there. He's playing very well. And uh, he finds the camera. <laughs> or the camera finds him. Got a sack. His brother, though. J.J. Watt. He's a beast. And, you, you know, you look back on these drafts all the time because we always do that because, sure, you know, hindsight. And you go, he was taken 30th overall. You, you, you know when he's on the field, let's put it that way. And you can't say that about a lot of players, certainly defensive players, where you're like, oh, oh, okay, yeah, he's on the field. I mean, Trayvon Diggs, you know when he's on the field. And he's been impactful. He's been as impactful. Like, when you start to think about the Dallas defense was horrible, historically bad. Trayvon Diggs has helped them considerably this year. And uh, although, you know, they they didn't... You're allowing the Patriots to score touchdowns. Patriots aren't an offensive juggernaut here. And you're going to let them score, what, four touchdowns? I think the Patriots had scored eight touchdowns total coming into that game. So that would concern me just a little bit. That a lot of penalties. uh, The offensive line looks great. Dak looks great. You got a lot of weapons there. Not sure about the head coach. Uh, That division's bad. 
you know, are you going to win 13 games? You're going to win 14 games? I don't. Uh, but having that home field advantage, you know, that that's key as well. We've been down this road before with Dallas. We've been down 13 and three. We've been down 12 and four. But is is something different this year? Feels like it, but you know, Green Bay's still good. Remember Green Bay? We they were dead. They lost to the Saints. You know, the Rams, oh, they lost a game. They look great. Now, granted, it's against the Giants. They won that. Uh, you know that Brady and the Buccaneers, that they haven't even been great. They haven't been healthy. And, uh, you know, they still look great. So you're going to have a lot of competition in there with the NFC. I thought it was going to be AFC was going to be pretty heavy. Uh, but, you know, Bills against the Titans tonight. Like, that's one of those where Titans haven't played well. They're at home. You know, they, they probably win a game like that <laughs> where you go, how does that happen? Like, it, how many times does it, does it happen each week where you watch a game and you go, how is this happening? And I don't know if we had one of those games yesterday. Like, how, how did this happen? You know, the Chargers less than inspired against the Ravens. I'm not surprised that they lost the game. I, they weren't threatening in that game. That that's what surprised me. All right, best and worst of the weekend. Let's uh, start with yeah, Paul. I got one for you from 2020. The Buffalo Bills started out the season four and zero. Josh Allen ripping everybody up. Week five at Tennessee, they mm. lost forty two to sixteen on national TV. Mm. Remember we talked about that on the Monday. That was like it took away all the goodwill of September. Al in Atlanta. Hi, Al. Welcome back. Good morning, Dan. Good morning. Got a best, a neutral, and a worst. Right. The best. Obviously, it has to be Riley and Rosie with their back-to-back walk-off singles to go up 2 nothing over the Dodgers. Mm-hmm. The neutral is Jacksonville finally getting a win. No matter how you feel about that team or its members, you got to feel a little happy for them. And the worst has got to be the Tennessee student section showing a total lack of class. I mean, who brings a golf ball to a football game unless they have premeditated malice? You're right. Thank you, Al. And uh, look, I know it, it's you, you want to indict an entire stadium, and, and that's not fair. I mean, out of 102,000, you know, do you have 75, 100 people acting like idiots? Yeah. Um, and I thought Lane Kiffin handled it well. You know, basically, you're going to the police who are surrounding you like, uh, what are you guys going to do? And they're going, uh, I don't know. There's 102,000 people there. <laughs> Yes, Todd. Don't you have to empty your pockets when you go through security? Or has he got the golf ball hidden in his sock? <laughs> when the security person goes, that's kind of an interesting item to bring to the game today. Yes, Paul. Someone threw a tub of French's yellow mustard onto the field. I yeah. mean, that, that's not something you – I'm all for bringing it in because bratwurst and so forth, but that's gutsy. It could have been condiment day. Like, we have no <laughs> idea. But it was a night game, so you can bet that those fans were they – had, they, had they had been tailgating for probably 10, 12 hours. And Lane Kiffin coming back to town, you know, a questionable spot on a call, and, you know, people people went crazy. All right, one hour of the books, two more to go on this Monday. Best and worst of the weekend. More phone calls coming up. Carson Palmer, he's been great. Former NFL quarterback, Heisman Trophy winner. He'll join us a little bit later on. Bills at the Titans tonight. What's the line on that, McLovin? Can you find that? Five and a half. Five and a half for my Titans. Getting five and a half. Astros, Red Sox, also game three. Take a break. Back after this in the Dan Patrick Show. 
One more item. We close out hour one. Our friends from Stiefel, they've been helping clients like you manage investments for over 130 years. Your Stiefel financial advisor can help you create a personalized retirement plan, understanding all your options for claiming Social Security, and implement an investment portfolio that's designed around your needs. And this past year has brought a lot of change in our lives. And for some of you, that means changing jobs or maybe you're considering retirement. Retirement's a big step. When it comes to investing for retirement, most people can't afford to make any mistakes. Who's going to handle your retirement accounts? Do you have enough money to retire? This is where Stiefel can help you. They can help you understand your options for claiming Social Security and implement an investment portfolio designed around your needs. Plus, Stiefel clients have access to Stiefel's award-winning equity research and investment strategy views so you make more informed decisions regarding your portfolio. Find your Stiefel financial advisor at Stiefel.com. It's S-T-I-F-E-L, Stiefel.com, Stiefel Nicholas & Company Incorporated, member SIPC and NYS. SE.